Welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm so excited to dive into what God has in store for us this week. Listen, if you need to laugh, laugh. If you need to cry, cry. Whatever emotion you have, guess what? I probably have it right along with you, so you're in good company. But I just want to thank you for joining me, and I pray you feel encouraged and strengthened in our time together. So let's go. First of all, I want to say um, I have a new love. I, You know, like how, like, I don't know, Oprah or Ellen or whatever, you know, things have like their favorite things. Sometimes I think I have definitely things that are my favorite, um, things that make my life better, <laughs> that make my life easier. And actually, I've thought about maybe even um, on my Instagram just trying to get a little bit more real with you guys about maybe daily living or things that I'm, you know, having happen on a daily thing or things that I love, Uh, recipes. I love to make um, different kinds of dinners, new recipes, and maybe start sharing those with you guys. Um, And even things that I just love. They're just things that I just have in my life that I love. I've said love like 10 times. Um, But so, I'm going to share with you one of my newest favorite things. I actually did put it on my Instagram last week. So a friend of mine had given me a French press. Oh, probably like two years ago. I don't know, something like that. And I never used it because, you know, whenever you have something, you kind of got to figure it out and, you know, stuff like that. It's not that I didn't want to use it, but then I think I kind of forgot about it. But last Saturday was a super lazy Saturday. Paul was gone. um, And so I kind of just had the morning to myself. And I thought, you know what? My friend had given me some whole beans of my favorite coffee. So you have to grind them, which coffee is always better, freshly ground. Um, So I thought, I'm going to look it up on YouTube. Thank goodness for YouTube tutorials of how to do a French press and I did it. And let me just say, it is now one of my favorite things. I actually did it again this morning cause I had some extra time in the morning. It won't be a daily occurrence because there's no way I can wait until the temperature of the water is 195 degrees <laughs> and have time to grind my beans every morning. Um, cause it's best grinding them like right before you pour the water over them, whatever. But If you ever want to try it, like, hit me up. You can come over. I'll make you some French press. It'll change your life if you're a coffee drinker. If you're not a coffee drinker, then this is not for you. So just take everything I just said and just move on because (laughs) you won't be able to appreciate it. Um, But so delicious, so good. And, uh, yeah, one of my new favorite things. Also big thing that happened for us last weekend was our church, Hope Community Christian Church, celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Um, It was a great day, a day of just like the whole week beforehand was just super reflective of where God has brought me and my husband from when he asked us to start the church to where we are now, just to see the church become the church. And I even shared my husband and I tag team the message on that Sunday. And they even shared, like, it's been life for me personally. Our 
us being obedient, it, it's been life for me, not as a leader, but just as someone who attends because the body is so necessary and it is so necessary to your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical, like every part of your health, having the body surround you is just an amazing thing. Like even those quick hugs or those, you know, words of encouragement that people give you or and all of those things is just so imperative to, I feel personally for me. And so to watch our church function in that way, it's not just about the leaders, it's about the church. And um, I'm so proud of our church for, you know, realizing that and being the hands and feet of Christ. And it, it kind of is crazy because one of the thoughts that I shared with our congregation was, what if Paul and I had said no? Like when the Lord had kind of put that before us, what if we would have said no? Because it wasn't like a solid yes in the beginning. There were days we felt like, okay, we can do this. And days we're like, no, we can't do this. And in the, in the end of it, we knew we couldn't do it, but we knew God could. And so uh, after we had the um, sermon, you know, the, the, I can't think all of a sudden, service, <laughs> Um, a guy came up to me and he just shared a little bit of his story and he said, I just want to thank you for saying yes to starting this church. He said, because I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for this church. And it just hit me in just such a profound way. What can happen or, you know, if you say no to something that God's calling you to do? And I know this could be a whole podcast in itself, but it's just something I just want to keep encouraging you. I've been there and I continue to feel like even doing this podcast, I mean, there are things that God calls us to do that are above and beyond ourselves. And, but there is things that you will never know, or you may not know for a long time of you answering the call, like how God's going to use that. And so to hear this guy say, you know, he was invited to church. He was going to take his own life. And God used the body to encourage him and strengthen him and to show him hope. And that's the, the hope of Jesus Christ. But the body was there to do that. And so that was just a powerful moment for me. And it, even if it was for that one person, it has been worth it. We've, we've had ups and we've had downs. It's not been like this, you know great ride the whole 10 years but when you hear things like that it's just you know you see the power of God and how he can move through people that are you know unqualified and all of those things but God's bigger than all of those things so I just wanted to share that because I just thought that was a really cool thing that happened for for us and we're excited to see where God takes us where where he's going especially in the days that are coming you know the church is more essential than ever. And so it's exciting. But I want to get into today's topic because uh, if you remember last week, I actually ended the podcast, I think, saying something along the lines like uh, the Proverbs 31 woman because I used her in my last podcast. And I kind of knew by the time I was done recording that podcast that that was the next topic. The Lord sometimes gives me topics like way in advance and sometimes it's a last minute thing. And I knew from that moment on it was supposed to be that, but he's so good. 
we talk about this all the time, right? Confirmation or God winks or whatever. And I had finished recording. I went and did my Bible reading. I sent my text to my friends that I was, you know, did my Bible reading accountability. And um, my friend Carmen said, yeah, I love the excerpt on the Proverbs 31 woman, which was on the next page. And I didn't even pay attention to it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, Lord, I think you're telling me something here that I'm definitely on the right track of doing the the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, right now, I am excited to do this podcast. But if I'm being honest, when I was thinking about doing this podcast, not not as excited. <laughs> and here's why. Um, just being real about the Proverbs 31 woman, she stresses me out. Like, I, I read about her and I'm literally so stressed out. I mean, she... She reminds me of, like, if we're thinking of, like, a modern-day Proverbs 31 woman, I think of, like, this Pinterest-loving Instagrammer woman who, you know, whenever I scroll across her post, I'm like, I can't look at this because I feel like a failure. I heard it referred to, the Proverbs 31 woman referred to as the Christian Barbie, (laughs) which actually I thought was pretty spot on. Um, cause she exhausts me with her perfection. And, uh, even when I'm reading it, I'm like, I need a nap, like totally need a nap when I'm done reading about her because it's just, ugh, so exhausting. I, I feel like if, if I was, if she was this real woman and she was on, uh, you know, Instagram or whatever, I'd be like, swipe, you know, or if I was following her stories, I'd be like clicking it like, okay, I, I don't really want to see all this because it's just making me feel really bad about myself. And uh, if you remember, if you listened to the podcast before, I did list all of her attributes and there's like 17 attributes to this woman. And I just want to go over that real quickly with you um, just to remind you and to exhaust you. (laughs) I'm sorry, but um, of who she is, okay? So she's a woman of virtue, faithfulness, reverence, strength, endurance, well-rounded, charitable, provider, well-dressed, wife of a good husband, honorable, wise, kind, a good mother, praiseworthy, attains, excels, and fears the Lord. I don't know about you, but as I read that list, I start to measure myself immediately. Maybe I'm just in a boat all by myself. I don't know. But when I hear all those attributes, I even right now, knowing what I'm going to say in this podcast and how I'm going to approach this, I still found myself saying, oh, okay, do I have that? Do do I have um, endurance? Am I charitable? Am I? uh, Yeah, I'm well dressed. I got that one. (laughs) Because I have daughters who make sure that I'm on point with what I wear. Um, am I honorable? Am, am I a good mother? No, I'm not a good mother. <laughs> um, right? So it's like immediately we start to 
think of all the things that we are or we aren't. It's like we're doing a checklist in our mind. And it's like if you can imagine, you know, the little boxes next to each thing. It's like, okay, I, okay, maybe, maybe I have faithfulness. Okay, check. Um, maybe I'm, I'm charitable. Mm, maybe I'll put half a check, you know. <laughs> I'm not a good mother. Okay, I can't check that one. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm really not a fan of feeling bad about myself. Like, I don't enjoy not feeling confident in who I am or secure or, and I'm not saying we don't all have room for improvement, but on a general basis, I like to feel good. I mean, I like that feeling. I don't know if you can, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not a fan of not feeling good about yourself, right? I don't think anybody's like, yeah, I, I love feeling terrible about myself or that I'm incompetent or I'm not any of those things. But I want to take a second and I want to read the passage of scripture because there's, there's something I've got to show you and like I'm dying to show it to you. Okay, so I think it's important to go to Proverbs 31 I mean, if you're listening, great. If you're at home and you can pull out your Bible, go ahead and pull it out because I'm going to show you something really cool. Um, And maybe you already know it. So if you do, just act surprised. (laughs) So if you go to Proverbs 31, the, the top part says the epilogue, the wife of a noble character. It starts in verse 10. And it says, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark and she provides food for her family and portions for her servants' girls. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings as she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. And when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the word she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Quite a passage of scripture, right? Like overwhelmingly quite a passage of scripture. Now, after reading that, it has always spoken to me kind of a resounding, you're not enough. You'll never equal this. You can't attain this. In all of your days, Aaron, this is above and beyond anything you will ever attain. 
you can try and you go ahead and you ins- you aspire to be her, but you're probably never going to be enough. Now, maybe that doesn't resonate with any of you and maybe it resonates with all of you, but I have never read that passage of scripture and thought, you're doing good, girl. <laughs> no, usually I feel like I can't even check off half those boxes and I don't know if I ever will be able to. So am I ever going to be a woman of noble character, a woman of valor? Hmm, big question there. But what I'm going to share now, like guys, like I'm like jumping out of my skin is going to blow your mind. And again, maybe you've heard this and I'm not blowing your mind at all. Okay. So, but get ready. Because as soon as I, like I've, I did a bunch of research on this, like reading different things and all this stuff. And as soon as I came across what I'm about to share with you, I literally like shared it with my husband and he, what his mind was blown too. So both of our minds were blown, but maybe we're just behind in the times. I don't know. Okay. So if you have your Bible, okay, I want you to go to the beginning of chapter 31. So the, our, we started in verse 10. We're going to go to verse one. All right. Of Proverbs 31. So this is the problem. A lot of times with scripture, right? My husband says this all the time when he's preaching, We look at a verse and we don't look at what's above it or what's below it. You know, we're just taking it for what is there, but that's really doing ourselves a disservice. And for for this passage of scripture, I think what has been taught or any teaching I've personally been under, this has never come out. So if we go to verse one, it says, the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. Okay. Do you know what that means? Are you ready for this? (laughs) I'm just so like, my mind is still blown. Um, verses one through nine are actually King Lemuel's. Okay. I'm can't even find my words. All right. King Lemuel is given this. This is what his mother taught him. So this whole chapter 31 is King Lemuel's mother saying, basically, listen, in the first eight verses or nine verses, she's saying, don't make bad choices, don't get drunk, don't chase women, treat others well, and find yourself a godly woman. And here's what to look for. So my friends, Proverbs 31 woman is not written to a woman. People. Like, are you getting, like, are you hearing me? It's actually written to a man. It's a mother giving advice to her son. Pew, my, like, my mind is blown. Like, I, can I let that sink in for a second? I don't even know if I said it in a way that makes sense because I feel like I'm tripping over my words because the excitement that I have inside of me right now, the, the like revelation, maybe you totally have had this revelation, but I personally have never heard this in my life. And when I started reading it and I read through chapter, um, verses one through nine, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a mother speaking to her son. It's what she's taught him. He's relaying it to us. Like, Hey, this is what my mother taught me is I need to not do these things. And when I look for a wife, this is what I should be seeking. 
mind blown people. And I know, maybe I'm totally late to the game in this, but I've never, all the years that I have sat, I mean, this is like a big Mother's Day message, right? The, the Proverbs 31 woman and stuff like that or whatever. And I just want to always glaze over it. But I'm super excited now because it brings everything into a totally different perspective for me of what we're talking about. And I got more mind-blowing things to share with you besides that. So let's start there. This is a uh, man's mother, a king's mother, telling him what he needs to look for. Okay, so that's that's step number one. We got that. All right. Now, here's something else super incredible and, like, exciting. Like, you're probably like, Aaron, stop. Just tell us. So here's another thing. In Jewish culture, the men memorize this passage of Scripture because what they do with it is, you know, in Jewish culture on the Sabbath, they always have, like, a... Um, a ceremony and stuff like that, that that they do. And so the men, to honor their wives, they sing this over their women. So they're actually responsible for the knowledge of this scripture to sing over their wives. Ah, uh, that's awesome. It's for the man. And this is another thing that I love that I read about was that Jewish women... Um, take Proverbs 31, verse 10, a virtuous woman who can find that actually virtuous woman comes from the Hebrew word. And I'm going to, I'm, I practice this a lot and I'm going <laughs> to try to say it right. It's shit, shayil. Okay. I had to say that a lot of times, which is translated to a woman of worth or a woman of valor. So the Jewish women will take a shit shayil and say it to each other, like in a very, like, if you, so let's say you and I saw each other and we're like, a shit shayil. Basically what we're saying to each other is like, you go girl, you're an awesome woman of valor. <sighs> like, how cool is that? They use it in a way to esteem their friend to encourage their sister in the Lord like hey woman you're rocking it you're doing amazing so this whole concept of like that this is this woman and we got to live up to her and all of these things let's shift <laughs> I'm doing that right now in my own brain let's shift how we're looking at it and looking at it for what it was written for and how people use it to bless each other, not to condemn each other, not to bring each other down. It's to encourage each other. I'm like, this stuff is so exciting. I, I'm totally seeing this through new eyes, new appreciation and new excitement. Like all of a sudden, this passage of scripture is not stressing me out. Because when I, were, when I was originally going to do this topic, I was going to go through each of those virtues, those 17 virtues, and kind of get into them and, you know, dive into them. And then the Lord was like, okay, no, and, and maybe this is just for me. I don't know. But I've been telling all my husband this stuff, and he's like, oh, my goodness, that's so good. 
So it's, it's blessing it, both of our socks off. So I'm like, okay, what can I take away from this? Because I don't know about you, but I'm, I feel released. I feel released from just this measuring up to something. Because guess what? She's not real. This scripture was not written about a woman who actually exists. It's not like there was a woman who the, they said, oh, this woman has all of these things, and so we're going to write about her. Like, what? I hope I'm blowing your mind right now. Because if you read through the Proverbs, okay, here's another thing. You're going to see a pattern, all right? It talks about allegorical women, which means symbolic women or figurative women. It's not, they're not real. They're just trying to give you a symbolic of something. And the, the three women that are in the beginning are wisdom, folly, and the adulteress. So by the time we get to the Proverbs 31 woman, she completes the set because wisdom goes with folly and the adulteress goes with a wife of noble character, the Proverbs 31 woman. Do you see that? Like, again, my mind is blown. So wisdom goes with folly, and then the adulterous woman goes with the Proverbs 31 woman. Like, that's what Proverbs is, is about, is to show us these allegorical women and how they go together. And obviously, we want to be a, have wisdom, not folly. We want to be the Proverbs 31 woman, not the adulterous woman, right? Makes sense. All right, another thing I want to share with you on this. I hope that this is like encouraging you. I, I really, really do. Because here's another thing that gave me a really big release. I was the, the um, thing that was in my Bible that my um, friend Carmen had mentioned to me as I was reading through it. I've always thought, okay, when I read the Proverbs 31 woman, I have to have all of these attributes. I have to have all of these things, all 17 of these things. And guess what? No woman has all 17 things. Did you hear me? I mean, if, okay, just think about it. Think about all your friends. Chances are n none of you are alike, right? You all have different things that you bring to the table, different things that you're good at, different things that you aspire to be, or you have different passions. And I mean, even take two, two moms. We never parent the same way. You know, we're not the same. We're all different. Nobody's the same. So why would we all have the same attributes? Some of them, yeah, we would have, but we're not gonna have all the same ones. So, and that's okay. It's okay. I'm releasing you from not having all of those things because you're never going to attain all of those things. And also, if you look at life, there are different seasons of life, right? We've talked about seasons. There are different times for different things to be cultivated in us that I, I can't expect that if you're listening and you're a mom with little kids 
that you're going to have the same amount of time to dive into God's word and just soak it up as I do who does not have little kids anymore. Like different things are, you will learn different things in different parts of your life. And that's okay. That's part of the journey. And so I want you to release yourself from feeling like I have to have all of these things and I haven't attained all of these things by now and it's all wrong. No, you're going to have different passions. I, I have a friend who every Christmas comes to my husband and I, and she always asks us, who can her and her family bless? And they take on a couple of families. It's like their thing. They, they do a tremendous job. It's, it's just near and dear to her heart. Um, I know other friends that are able to, with the gifting of money that God has placed into their lap, they are constantly like building up the kingdom and giving to others. There are some people who will never have that kind of money to give. Are they not as good as the person who gives? No, they maybe have the ability of uh, cooking things for people and that's how they're gonna bless people. They're great at organization. Listen, not everyone is great at organization and it's okay. Or there will be seasons of your life where you are greatly organized and seasons where you're not, it's okay. Like, let's stop putting all these pressures on ourselves and just be who we're supposed to be and pursue the things that are near and dear to your heart. Because God has put those things inside of you, those passions inside of you, pursue them because you're going to be great at them because they're near and dear to your heart. And that's I think we've got this whole idea wrong about this woman who's not even <laughs> a real woman. <laughs> and we're trying to compare ourselves and it's, it does damage. It, it has done damage to me personally. So I'm speaking out of what it's done to me. And I today feel so released and so empowered to say, okay, be who you were created to be. And you will be those things. Uh, it's just, it's just blowing my mind right now. And also, can I say something else? If we go by this of like a virtuous woman is someone who's married, there's lots of people who aren't married. And there's lots of people who won't ever be married. And let me just tell you, there's some of the most virtuous women I've ever met in my life. I mean, because they love God. And so you're not disqualified. I mean, I, I can only imagine if I wasn't married or um, never was going to be married, looking at the Proverbs 31 woman and saying, okay, that, that just totally X'd me out of ever having those things because I'm not, I don't have a husband to sing my praises. I don't have, you know, this or that. No, let's, let's see it for what it is. And I hope that this podcast is bringing some new light Maybe you already had the light, but I'm just sharing with you the light that I feel like I'm feeling because this is what I think we need to focus on when we read The Virtuous Woman. I think we need to focus on that very word, virtuous woman. I think of verse 30, it says, charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, 
but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord. What if that is our focus? Not checking off, not comparing ourselves to all those attributes of who we are or who we aren't. I have a sneaky suspicion if we just focus on the woman who fears the Lord, that the rest of those attributes are just naturally going to fall into place. They are byproducts of a woman who seeks God. And guess what? The only way we're ever going to accomplish any of those things anyways is by virtue being within us. And virtue can only come out of you if virtue is within you. And virtue only comes by being with God. There is no other way to attain it or to have it or to anything with virtue without God. So how do we get virtue? (laughs) It's not a big surprise and it's not a secret. It's simple. By spending time with God regularly. Just spending time with him and allowing his truth to lead and guide us. There's no other way. There's just works. Your works don't accomplish this. All the good things you can do will never amount to just spending time with God. So stop striving. Oh, we're Stop striving to be this woman. I'm not saying that in a way like those aren't good things. And please hear my heart and where I'm coming from. Aaron says not to be any of those things. No, I'm just saying, what if we just stop and we focus on one thing? Just like I said about our resolutions, instead of all the resolutions have, why don't we just focus on one thing? That's being with God. Because everything else comes into place falls into place, we receive those other things because we're just being with God. Because only He can accomplish it within us. And if you don't spend time with Him, you're never going to get it anyways. (laughs) So just set them aside. And you know what? One day you might read that because you've been like so intentional about your time with God and just seeking Him. And you'll be like, wow, I didn't even realize like, I have learned to be kind because I've been with God. I've learned how to be a, a woman who f- does this or a woman does that. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because it's not coming to me. But all of those 17 attributes, yeah, I can think of one attribute out of 17. Yeah, this is good my memory here, people. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to come because you've been with God. Let this passage be a celebration, not a condemnation. I read a a quote from Lisa Tiersk, and I don't even know if I said her name right, but she said, the Proverbs 31 woman is not a checklist of what you're not. It's a celebration of who you are. Because if my friend, if you are a woman who fears the Lord, you're going to be all those things. It's naturally going to happen. It's just How can it not happen? You're with God. Listen, I think the Jewish people have it right. And I might have told my husband that he can start singing that over me every week. I may or may not have said that. Um, And 
let's let's say let's be encouragers to our sisters in Christ and our I mean like to your mom to your grandma to your sisters to your daughters to your friends like let's I want to be like that like look at you woman look at you go I I have friends that man they just amaze me like with their wisdom and and just their love for God and it inspires me and just they're so passionate and it's so encouraging to me and I want to be that to others let's let's do that instead of looking at our friends saying well she's not very kind she's maybe I'm saying she's not very kind because I cannot be very kind that's a struggle for me the Lord's definitely working on that in me but I want to wrap it up with this it says who can find her listen if you're a woman who fears the Lord, we will be that virtuous woman. And God will find that in us because it comes from him. I hope that going forth, you can read that passage of scripture and you can feel empowered. That can remind you Hey, I'm I just I'm going to fear the Lord. I am going to be that virtuous woman and the rest of it he's going to make it happen. He's going to bring all that stuff into my life. And I pray that this releases you from any condemnation you may have felt from that passage or from others or from sadly different teachings and go out and study it for yourself if you don't believe me what I'm saying, but I studied it out. I believe it. I'm excited for us to be released and be those virtuous women.